Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, I'm glad you're here with me again today on the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'll be your host again today. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. And today I'm bringing you information from a study on cerebral palsy. And this is very, very interesting stuff. It's a little bit different than we've seen laser used in many other studies for pain specifically. And, and I'll get into that. But first, just a quick word. If you are looking at laser therapy training as a healthcare provider, you're wondering, is laser effective? Is there a market for this particular therapy? Is it going to work for my patients? How much do I charge? What is the best laser therapy unit? If you're asking any of those questions, then definitely get a hold of us because we have tools that will help you get answers to all of those questions. Go to lasertherapyinstitute.org or just look at the links in the show notes for some of the free services that we offer. We're here to help out healthcare providers deliver effective laser therapy results to their patients that's going to help how we handle healthcare as an entire society so please check out the tools see if there's something we can do to help you we'd love to be involved and get you started on the right foot in laser therapy but today we're going to be looking at a research article published in february of 2016 in the journal of biomedical optics and the title of this study is evaluation of low-level laser therapy in the treatment of masticatory muscle spasticity in children with cerebral palsy. Many of the studies that we looked at before look at tissue regeneration or pain reduction, inflammation control. This is different. This is looking at muscle spasticity. Very, very interesting and of particular importance to patients with cerebral palsy. So let's talk about that real quick. Cerebral palsy uh, describes a group of chronic disorders that affect movement and posture development. It's often accompanied by epilepsy, secondary musculoskeletal problems, disturbances of sensation and cognition, communication, and uh, it is the most common cause of severe physical disability during childhood. And one of the biggest problems with CP, uh, really on the side effect side, is muscle spasticity. They say uh, in this paper that muscle spasticity is the most common musculoskeletal problem and that acts as a negative factor in the functioning of the masticatory masseter and temporalis muscles. Causing hypertonia of these muscles, this limits the amplitude opening of the mouth, resulting in difficulties in feeding, performing oral hygiene. And they also say the interposition of the soft tissue between the dental arches during muscle spasms results in soft tissue trauma due to the lack of protective reflexes um, resulting from this muscle spasticity. Several pharmacological and non-pharmacological treatments are used to treat spasticity. However, most of the pharmacological treatment options are known to cause undesirable side effects. There's also the possibility of using things like Botox injections to limit the amount of contraction that's happening, which have, you know, temporary effects and do have some evidence that they can work for a while. But in this study, because we're focusing on laser therapy, the, the researchers say laser therapy has been proven to accelerate muscle recovery and prevent the damage caused by the metabolic disturbances and inflammatory reactions following heavy exercise. Therefore, the present investigation aimed to evaluate the efficacy of laser therapy in spasticity control in patients with CP. So they took 30 kids 
uh, with cerebral palsy diagnosis who weren't having any kind of treatment to control this spasticity, and they enrolled them in this study using laser to see if they could reduce the muscle spasticity problems and improve the quality of life for these kids. And further, they say laser therapy promotes analgesia, has positive effects in the treatment of fatigue, pain, and fibromyalgia, and improves muscle repair process. Additionally, laser therapy can modulate nerve impulses. So that's where the idea here is really coming from, that laser therapy could be used to affect the spasticity issues with these CP patients. They go on to say that it's possible that laser therapy influences the excitation of the muscle fibers and reduces muscle fatigue by indirectly modulating the sodium-potassium pump, which is ATP-dependent, and that laser therapy reduces muscle fatigue during tetanic contractions and reduces muscle damage as inferred by the reduction of the plasma creatine kinase levels. So with all those ideas rolling around, the researchers took these 30 kids, enrolled them in a study. These were non-institutionalized kids who could understand, be compliant, could follow directions. And they measured two key indicators, the bite force indicator to, to show how much muscle contraction could happen, and also the mouth opening amplitude, which again is really important for not only feeding, but also oral hygiene. So did these measurements, and then on the first week, they treated these kids three times with the laser. They treated them twice in week two, and then they treated them just one time in that third week. And then they redid the measurements at week three, as well as six weeks after starting care. So three weeks after they got done doing laser. So grand total of six treatments over three weeks, and final measurements uh, at six weeks. And they used a continuous wave 808 nanometer laser at 120 milliwatts, very, very, very low power, with a tiny spot size, a four millimeter square spot size. And they only delivered about three joules per centimeter squared, which is a fairly low dose. And, but again, because they had this very small spot size with a low power, they still were able to get about 300 milliwatts per centimeter squared on irradiance, which if you're a total laser nerd like me, 300 milliwatts per centimeter squared is actually a fairly high irradiance. So there's quite a bit of laser, but in just a very small spot size, and just a little bit of light was delivered. And they directly lasered the masseter and temporalis muscles on both sides of the face, right in the middle of the muscle, just one spot uh, in the middle of each muscle. Only took 20 seconds per spot. And what they saw is that there was a decrease in bite force and an increase in amplitude of mouth opening. That was seen up to the week three of laser therapy application. But once they stopped doing laser and they let everything lapse for three weeks, by the time they recorded the parameters again at week six, everything was just like it was before they had tried laser at all. So they saw good results while they were performing the laser treatments in that three week period. But then afterward, the results kind of went back to the same as they were prior to having the treatment done. Now, the caregivers reported an improvement in sleeping, sucking, and swallowing for all of the kids during a period of up to 15 days after the last laser therapy treatment was delivered, which is great. That means you have actual quality of life increases not only while you're delivering laser treatments, but also even lasting afterward, at least for a couple weeks. Now that level of improvement without the use of medications or injections is, I mean, this non-invasive, completely safe treatment, if you can improve these measures for these kids, 
then it not only makes the kids' lives better, it makes the caregivers' lives better also. But beyond that, too, the researchers say that it should be stressed that the findings of this present investigation are of importance to dental surgeons who treat individuals with spastic CP since they show that laser therapy promotes the increase of the amplitude of mouth opening and decreasing the muscular tonus. It becomes easier to give dental care to these kids when they can open the mouth further and when those muscles aren't as tight. At the end, the researchers say that these results suggest after the initial six laser therapy treatment applications, weekly applications should be instituted to maintain the beneficial effects achieved. So they're suggesting you treat three times in the first week, twice in the second week, and then once a week from there on. And you're going to have to probably treat once a week, every week, to maintain those kind of results. However, if you see good improvements in the quality of life there, it's totally worth it, especially because laser therapy is totally safe for these kids. It won't interfere with any medications or other regimens of therapy that the kids are doing, so it's a win-win on all sides. There's even the possibility that in the future, home use light therapy units could be used to help sustain these kind of improvements. But right now, uh, how do you put this? How do you take this information and put it into practice? Well, remember, laser therapy is only cleared for pain, at least here in the United States. And you've got to be using an FDA cleared unit if you're going to be delivering laser therapy treatments to your patients. However, pain is a factor here because if you can't open the mouth, because the muscles are so tight, there is absolutely pain, stiffness, soreness with that. So is this a valid target for laser therapy? In my opinion, yes it is. This is ultimately up to you as a healthcare provider to determine how you want to do that if you want to get involved. But if you've got patients who have CP and you want to be able to utilize your laser, make sure you've got the right kind of laser, make sure you've got the right kind of dose. And, and like these researchers suggested, Maybe we got to treat them every week to maintain those kind of results. But hey, it doesn't take very long. And again, it's completely safe. If it improves the quality of life, not only for the kids, but also for the caregivers, well, how can you say no? If you have questions about this, if you want to know more about how to make this work in your practice, please reach out to me. You can get me directly by emailing us at info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can also check out the links in the show notes for all the different resources that we have for providers who are getting into laser therapy in practice. Thanks very much for joining me, and I'll look forward to being back here with you again next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.